Welcome to Life in Context, a conversational podcast where we explore life and relationships in the context of Christian faith, relationship with Jesus, biblical truth, and emotionally healthy practices. I'm your host, Esther. And I'm your host, Jill. We come from different backgrounds and life experiences and bring our different professional and personal skills and training to our conversations. We agree on many things. And we differ on other things. That's part of what we enjoy about our conversations. We love to encourage and challenge each other and our listeners to consider new approaches, new ideas, and ways to think about life within the context of our faith. It's always our hope in these podcasts to bring real life strategies, positive ideas, and faith-building practices that can be applied to these sometimes challenging topics that we all face in life. So let's get into today's topic. For the podcast, Life in Context, our goal is to bring the conversations that we have about life and the complexities and issues into the context of relationship with Jesus, biblical truth, and in practical strategies, all kinds of important things. And so it is really fun for me to introduce mm-hmm. to our audience, Jill, who has just such a unique background. And Jill, I just would like to share with our listeners a little bit about your professional background and why these conversations are so fun to have with you. Okay, sure. So start out, what are your professional qualifications? Where did you come from in the professional world? Okay, my professional qualifications are I'm an addiction specialist and I'm a co-occurring disorder specialist. Co-occurring. Maybe you could explain what that means. (laughs) Co-occurring disorders are two disorders happening at the same time. So my co-occurring disorder specialist entails mental health and addiction happening at the same time. Those are pretty common to have together, right? Absolutely. Most of the time. And for a lot of people, if you just address one of the issues, you're missing a piece. And so it's really helpful to have both, correct? Yes. I've found it to be true. One of the things about addiction specialists and getting recovery programs is that there is a unique way in which many of the programs are designed, and those are process groups. Mm -hmm. And I know that you have (laughs) a real love for process groups, and you've brought it into what you're doing now. So maybe you could describe a little bit about what a process group is. I would love to. So I worked in uh, various treatment settings for about 15 years, uh, rehabs, uh, if you will. Uh, So one of the components of the rehab setting is a process group. So most places have about three process groups a week. So a process group would have 10 to 15 of the members of the community, the people that were there for treatment, gather in a circle, and we would talk about whatever they were going through. Sometimes I'd bring a topic, like maybe the topic would be change, maybe the topic would be depression, but each person would share their specific insight and experience around the topic. A good facilitator, I would hope, I'd like to think I'm a good facilitator, a good facilitator makes it safe for people to share honestly and vulnerably with no shame and no judgment. And what I found in all my years working in treatment with these process groups was really, it just was magical. People being allowed to share their experiences without being judged and really being heard maybe even for the first time uh, in a place where, where people could sometimes say, wow, I had no idea, or I'm so sorry, or you didn't deserve that. Or even, yeah, that happened to me too. It just creates this place for honesty. And, you know, the Bible talks about confessing one to another. 
and that we overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There's something so specifically beautiful about just sharing our stories in a safe place. I think we can see a lot of growth when we're able to uh, do it together when we're not so alone. I think it's really easy in American culture to feel like we got to kind of bootstrap ourselves. Right. We got to do it mm-hmm. alone in isolation. And that's one of the things that makes process groups so beautiful. Yeah. So that was why I really determined after working in treatment for so many years, I used to say it all the time. I said, oh my goodness, the church needs a process group. The bride of Christ needs process groups. We get so much information, we study it, and that's wonderful, and we should. But we also need a place where we are actually processing our own issues for deeper healing. Uh, I have a little tagline I say, my friend Lisa and I always say, it's information that brings revelation, that brings transformation. That is so important and so exciting. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the revelation and the transformation But before we get there, I really want to introduce our listeners to something that you do as a part of your process groups and with your individual clients that I think is very unique in the community, and it's so valuable. And you do relationship prayer, Mm -hmm. and that's so key to your work. Could you explain a little bit about what relationship prayer is? Yes, I would love to. So one of my roles I call myself is a breakthrough coach. So uh, being a breakthrough coach, I use relationship prayer, which sometimes I I hesitate to call it a method because it's a way to pray to help people hear the voice of God. And I believe that our father is a good father who has not made it very difficult for his children to hear him. So relationship prayer is a way. So I'm going to ask Father Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Holy Spirit questions for the person that's come for help. And I'm going to ask them to hear. I'm going to coach them. I, I usually start with uh, questions that we'll, we'll call knocks. Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, how are you loving Esther right now? And I'll tell them, usually you'll have a, get a picture, you'll hear a word, uh, you'll have a feeling, or you'll have a block. And I tell them, don't disqualify anything. You just tell me what you're hearing. And the next question is, Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, how do you see this person? So far in all my years of doing this, everybody hears. Everybody hears. My wonderfully, beautifully anointed spiritual mother named Lisa Newmeyer is the founder and developer of Relationship Prayer. She's mentored me for 13 years and has mentored me to do this with my clients. And I just have a front row seat to seeing people have breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. That's the transformation. That's it right there. When Jesus tells you, who you are, when Jesus himself, the person of God, tells you how he sees you and who you are, things start to change. It is so exciting. And even the concept of breakthrough really just gives me chills because I work with so many people who are stuck. Mm -hmm. And there's so many places we can get stuck. Mm -hmm. And the idea of relationship prayer is to face those places together, not alone, right? Exactly. So relationship prayer is unique in very often we deal with the young places. You've probably heard me say that a lot. So the young places are very often where identity is ravaged, where maybe there's been trauma or just lovelessness. I don't even want to minimize lovelessness. Lovelessness creates so much confusion. Mm -hmm. So Jesus going into the places, the young places, because let's take him at his word. He's the God who was, who is, who is to come. There's nowhere that he's not. He's the past, the present, the future, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. So would it not be perfectly, perfectly good and right 
that if I have a stuck place in my young self where I had trauma or I hated myself or just some childhood message really destroyed my self-concept to say, Jesus, how are you loving yet that young version of me. Mm-hmm. Jesus, how do you see that part of me? Jesus, what happens when you step into that place, actually step into that place where I was traumatized? And I know in this, you get to see a lot of breakthroughs and a lot All of victories. All the time. It's so amazing. So as you were developing the practice that you have, and you were able to take your professional skills, the things you learn from process groups, and the spiritual skills through relationship prayer, you also developed a curriculum, Mm -hmm. some material, and it's called the Armor of Light, and I'm really excited for you to share with our listeners what that is. Yes, my favorite. Uh, So as I said, I was so excited and thinking, oh my goodness, the church needs a process group. So I determined to create a place for that to happen. So I wrote the Armor of Light curriculum. It's it's got 10 sessions. So the way I do it in my office is that it's a 10-week series, but each session stands on its own. I could do three sessions in one day. I could do all 10 sessions in a weekend. But the way it is right now, it's a 10-week series. I have two groups a week. I have a Tuesday night and a Wednesday night group, and I, I keep them real small. When I go do bigger settings, I bring other group leaders with me, and we'll still break out into the small group. So everybody has a chance to process around each topic. So we explore, first of all, the battle. It is a battle series. It is a warfare series. It's designed to poke at things. One of my girls who just did a video for me said, if you do the Armor Flight series, be ready to look at yourself. I went, yes, (laughs) yes, it's important, but you get to do it with Jesus. So we do the battle, identity, bitterness, unearthing the bitter root, overcoming rejection to be an overcomer, exposing fear, spiritual weapons, weapons of warfare, Satan in a God mask, very interesting session on the religious spirit. Uh, So that's just to name a few, but there's just been so much excitement around what's happening with the people that have been doing the series. So in Southern California, the people who are close enough are very fortunate to be able to come and to go through some of the classes. You can join a class and you do these process groups with people. I know you also do some conferences, retreats, and events. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could share a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so I've been able to go to several churches and do day events, do two-day events, depending on what they want. So I can bring, let's see, the last one I did was at a wonderful church in Northern California, and we did Introduction to the Battle, Identity, Bitterness, and Rejection in one day. It's super exciting to me to know that these resources are out there and available. And I think as we explore in this program, Life in Context, we're going to be able to have some conversations and introduce some of our listeners to these really fascinating topics that many people overlook in their Christian walk. So you also have a new book out. Maybe you could share about that. I do. So I wrote a 28-day devotional called Sojourner. It's available on Amazon. And it actually will give you a great introduction to relationship prayer. There's one relationship prayer question a day, along with anecdotal stories, a picture, and there's a song for each day. There's a YouTube channel you can go and see the song for each day. One of the things I love about your devotional is that it's very vulnerable. It's real. Sometimes when we're going through the healing process, we can feel very alone and isolated. I'm probably the only person who's ever felt this or done this. (laughs) And your devotional sort of strips that away. And you've really made an effort to be very vulnerable and real. Well, that's what God has put on my heart to be a real person. 
leader in church, but also I have broken heart around some things. I've been through a lot in my 54.4 years. <laughs> I think that's just what humanity is looking for is real people. Mm-hmm. You can be real people and be in a church and really talk about what it is to be authentic and vulnerable. I know those are such frequently used words, but I just think it's very important. I think it is, and I think it means a whole lot to the people who get to hear and to listen and are, interact with you to know that you've been there and you've walked through the valley and you've seen God be faithful. So you talked earlier about information, revelation, and transformation. Yes. I know that revelation and transformation are super important to you. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. Well, we're in the information age, and information is amazing, but it doesn't love you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it won't save you. My passion is to take people past their head. So information that brings revelation, aha, that actually causes transformation. That's what Jesus does. Only Jesus can transform from the inside out. Information tries to transform from the outside in, and, and there's some some of that is effective. But again, it doesn't love you. Jesus transforming you from the inside out is my passion in this life, is to put people's hand in the hand of Jesus and just watch them transform. I am so excited about these conversations and all that we have going forward in this podcast. And I know that our listeners are going to be really blessed as they get to know you, Jill. Yay. So excited. Thank you, Esther. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Life in Context, hosted by Jill Shankles and Esther DeWitt edited and produced by BizVid Communications. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a five-star review and follow us and like us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help. For more information on who we are and what we do, you can follow Jill at jillshankles.com. That's Jill, S-H-A-N-K-L-E-S.com and on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow Esther at peaceprof.com. That's peace, P-R-O-F.com and at PeaceProf on Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm.